0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, January 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The 2022 Missouri legislative session begins today. Usually, lawmakers only have to worry about passing a budget. This year, congressional redistricting is complicating matters.
1: Everything is on the table. Every legislator's priorities, every district's priorities, everything is now part of the discussion. And so things are going to get held up or used, you know, against other folks to try to get them to do one thing or another for redistricting.
0: St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg will preview the Missouri legislative session in just a few minutes. The St. Louis County Council has approved a new mask mandate. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, the order follows a surge in coronavirus cases throughout the region. The
2: council voted 4-3 to three along party lines in favor of the mandate, with Democrats leading the way. The order, which takes effect today, applies to people ages 5 and older in indoor public buildings and using public transportation. It comes as St. Louis area hospitals are reporting the highest number of COVID-19 patients since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. Councilwoman Lisa Clancy introduced the mandate and says masking is necessary to prevent the spread of the virus.
1: I'm going to continue to side with medical professionals, with science, about the benefits of masking and everything else that we need to be doing comprehensively um, to push back on the spread of COVID.
2: Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt says he will immediately file a lawsuit against the mandate. I'm Chad Davis. St. Louis
1: Public Radio.
0: And with that legal action looming, St. Louis County and other government bodies are appealing a Cole County judge's ruling that health orders aimed at curbing the spread of COVID-19 violate the Missouri Constitution. Dan Margulies reports.
2: In November, Judge Daniel Green struck down regulations issued by the state health department authorizing local health authorities to issue mask mandates and other health orders. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt refused to appeal the judge's ruling. St. Louis and other affected counties then sought to intervene in the case, but Greene refused to allow them to do so. Now they've appealed Greene's denial of their intervention motion to the Missouri Court of Appeals. They're also challenging the substance of Greene's ruling. Among other points, they say the legislature specifically gave the state health department authority to enact public health regulations and local health agencies the ability to enforce them.
0: I'm Dan Margulies. Amtrak service between St. Louis and Kansas City has been cut to one round trip per day. The change eliminates one of the daily trips as state funding for the service ends. Amtrak spokesman Mark Megliari says the cut does not send a good message to other Missouri communities that are trying to establish train service. But if you can't fully fund the service that goes between your two biggest cities, I don't think it gives much hope to the folks in Hannibal or St. Joe or or Springfield, that they'll ever get anything. Meg was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. Keeping the second round trip would have cost the Missouri Department of Transportation $2.5 million. Chambers of Commerce and Economic Development Groups along the route are planning to lobby the state legislature for funding to restore the service. A new Illinois law banning county jails from detaining immigrants for profit was supposed to take effect January 1st. But as Hannah Meisel reports, two counties still have contracts with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and are challenging the law.
2: The so-called Illinois Way Forward Act was aimed at three county jails that had contracts with federal immigration authorities. The jails essentially rent out space for immigrants in ICE custody while they wait for court hearings. While Pulaski County voluntarily ended its ICE contract after the law passed last year, McHenry and Kankakee counties fought the law in court. A federal judge last month upheld the law, but on Thursday, its implementation was delayed while an appeals court considers the case. State Senator Selena Villanueva, who pushed for the law, said last month she wasn't surprised the two counties fought it.
1: The reality is you have counties that financially were benefiting from the criminalization of immigrant communities, and that's what this lawsuit was about.
2: McHenry and Kankakee counties netted about $8 million and $4 million, respectively, from their annual contracts. I'm Hannah Meisel.
0: It's opening day for the 2022 Missouri Legislative Session. Lawmakers gavel in at noon. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg has more on how it's likely to be a busier-than-average session in Jefferson City.
2: Missouri state lawmakers must finish at least one thing during a general legislative session, crafting and passing a budget. This year is not normal. This is the first time, I believe, in a long time that our tentative schedule has actually went to Friday. That's Democratic Representative Lakeisha Bosley. She credits the possible full work week to a longer to-do list lawmakers must complete, starting with the once-in-a-decade task of redistricting. Missouri is not losing a congressional seat, but how the new districts will be drawn is still expected to be contested, even between Republicans, who hold significant majorities in both chambers. Some senators have taken to Twitter to express their support for a map that would make all but one seat held by Republicans. Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden disagrees and instead supports a map that maintains Missouri's six Republican seats and two Democratic ones.
1: I do think anybody who is who's um, pushing a 7-1 map has to be very, very understanding. that 7-1 can turn into 5-3, you know, fairly quickly.
2: Bosley, who serves on the Special Committee on Redistricting, says a 7-1 map is unlikely. I think that that was a conversation, you know, a scare tactic that was put out there beforehand, you know, to try to get people to just play ball um, or, you know, to try to come to the table and have some sensible conversation. Because Governor Mike Parson did not call a special session for lawmakers in 2021 to redraw Missouri's eight congressional districts using 2020 census data, it now must happen during the general session. It's a move that Representative Crystal Quaid, the House Minority Leader, believes gives greater leverage to Democrats in not only redistricting but other legislative goals.
1: Everything is on the table. Every legislator's priorities, every district's priorities, everything is now part of the discussion. And so things are going to get held up or used you know, against other folks to try to get them to do one thing or another for redistricting.
2: Pushing redistricting to the general session means it will likely be the first thing lawmakers tackle, but it's only one of the must-accomplish tasks. Another is the budget. Missouri will receive more than $2.6 billion in federal coronavirus relief that it will have to allocate by the end of 2024. While Parson has given some indication as to how he wants to spend that money, including over $400 million towards broadband access, his spending priorities are set to be outlined in his State of the State address on January 19th. In the meantime, lawmakers themselves are setting their own agendas for how that money should be spent. Representative Doug Ritchie, who chairs the House Subcommittee on Federal Stimulus Spending, wants to see federal dollars go towards overhauling the state's IT systems or other one-time spending projects. We're looking at one-time appropriations on infrastructure and other types of projects that provide Missourians a long-term benefit without a future... Uh, obligation on state revenue. While some, like Richie, want to see the one-time federal funding go towards projects that won't cost more money down the road, Quaid says she sees a benefit in investing in long-term programs that later save money.
1: There are opportunities in our budget where we can invest this, quote, one-time money where we see a return on investment relatively quickly that then opens those pockets of money for other things or to continue those programs or or things that we're looking at.
2: Not only do lawmakers have to pass new congressional redistricting maps and allocate possible billions into the state budget, they must do it all during an election year, with many seeking reelection or vying for a higher office. Bosley says while there will be legislation that is meant to garner media attention and bolster campaign prospects, their job as lawmakers is to sift through and focus on what's important policy wise. At some point, you got to just realize that they're doing it for campaigns, so it's no need for us to combat it as much. In addition to lawmakers eyeing a new office, there's the matter of the Missouri Senate itself, where previous divisions between Senate Republican leadership and the conservative caucus could continue into the new session. Though Rowden says it would be naive of him to think tensions wouldn't remain, ultimately he's willing to work with lawmakers who can get things done.
1: I'm going to work with people uh, whose stated you know, objective is to, is to make the place work, and, and I certainly think The people who share those values outnumber folks that don't fairly dramatically, which I think gives us still a good chance to get some stuff done.
2: As to how much is going to get done, the answer to that is months away. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.
1: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.